We are Sarah and Laura. We are doulas, mothers, women, wives, and entrepreneurs. We love a lot of things. The gym, food, coffee, health, kombucha, our families, and our friends. We are so committed to being authentic, honest, and vulnerable and showing up here just the way we are. We promise to never positive wash anything, but please know that we are wholeheartedly committed to radically thriving. With this podcast, we hope to connect on a deeper level and talk about hard stuff. Ultimately, we want women and mothers to know deeply who they are and what makes them feel happy. Whether you're getting into a bath or taking us on a walk with you. Or maybe you're commuting to work. We are honored that you chose our podcast to listen to. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Laura. We're playing with crystals. Yeah, we are. (laughs) There's one that's so smooth and one that's so jagged. Oh, man. That one's super pretty. It's so gorgeous. I know nothing about this world. I don't really know that much about it either. (laughs) I'm lucky if I can remember the names. I think this one is carnelian and the other one is blue calcite. How are these supposed to make me feel? I would have to reference the list. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have that memorized yet. Oh, the smooth one, though. It's just so... Okay, if I'm going to make some crap up, this one's so grounding (laughs) and just (laughs) makes me feel um, soothed and calm. This one... I feel like this one should line up with where I am right now. It's an ovulation rock. Yeah, I feel like that's why you handed it to me. Yes. It's very jagged and blue and vibrant and, I don't know, like jutting out all over the place. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to be me. Can't be contained. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like your story yesterday. Oh, my goodness. I was just dancing like a wild human because I just spend so much time thinking I should dampen myself. And I'm like, for what? Yeah, don't dim your why? light ever. <laughs> no. What are we talking about today? We're talking about cycles, which, disclaimer, neither of us are really, like, experts. True. We know people who know a lot more. It's true. But. But we know a lot more than the average person. Yes. So, there's yes, that. Yes, we do. Yeah, um, I do feel like I see people's faces go blank when I start talking about things that I do in different parts of my cycle. And they're like, so what now? Yeah. And I feel like we've gotten into a lot of conversations with people recently about birth control and coming off of birth control. We are privy to a lot of university age people in we our life. Are, yes. Yeah. And we really um, want to make a course one day for that's like sex ed 2.0. Like, yes. What? So basically you had sex ed in grade 9 to 12. And then that's it. I don't know what they're even learning. I don't know either. Do they cover pleasure? They co- No. They cover <laughs> dental dams. Yeah. That's yeah. what they cover. Do you know anyone who has ever used a dental dam? No. I don't even really know what that is. I don't think I've ever actually even seen it Where in the shopper's yeah. aisle. Where is it? Like Shopper's home health, probably. The old people use them. Ew. <laughs> so they're just using saran wrap. Come on. <laughs> I do have a friend who used a plastic bag once. Oh my That's a true story. Oh yeah. So we want to talk today about our whole cycle. So all the way from bleeding phase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the way through to ovulation, the middle, all the way back up to the top. Yeah. Oh, I dropped my rock. (laughs) Um, How old were you when you started menstruating? Shoot. I should have been prepared for that. Um, (laughs) I want to say it was, I know I can picture the moment but I can't tell you if I was in grade seven or eight. So where were you? Be? I was in gym. Oh, of and, course yes. you were. Is this a movie? I know, right? <laughs> Went to the bathroom and I was like, oh, I must have hurt myself in gym. And then I was like sitting there a bit longer. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Had and your then, mom prepared you? No, I don't no. think so. Although, you know what? 
I shouldn't say that because my mom got hers when she was 10. Whoa. And so how old are you? You're great. I must have been 13. If I was in grade 8, I, mean, I think it was 13. The kids are almost 10. So that would have been like grade yeah. 4. Yeah, she was young. So I feel like maybe she had talked to me about it. I'm not sure. But I definitely didn't like have anything prepared. Anyway, a girl came into the bathroom and was like, and bless her, don't even know who she was um, now. She was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. I think maybe I got my period. She's like, oh, okay, here, hand me something. Oh, that's I'm amazing. Like, oh, sweet. Don't know what she handed me. I don't bless know if it was her soul. a tampon or a pad. I'm not sure. It's funny that you can't remember. Um, I had this conversation with a friend about wanting to put her daughter on birth control and she's 15, but she won't use tampons, but she has a boyfriend and they wanted to put her on birth control, obviously, so she doesn't get pregnant. Right. And I was like, cool. So she'll put a dick inside of her, but not a tampon. That makes cool. a lot of sense. Yeah. That's what I do not want to do no. with my children. No. Like the first thing that is inside of you should not be a part of someone else. No. <laughs> Welcome to the quote for this podcast. <laughs> okay, I also love your quote that you have for your girls. Why don't you share that one? Oh, this gets really aggressive, but I want them to be able to get themselves off before someone else does. 100%. Like if I grew up Catholic and there was a lot of sex shame and like save it for marriage and blah 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 so it took a long time for me to actually understand like oh this is about pleasure and pleasure's okay yeah I want them to know that yeah like it's not about keeping the boy it's not about losing your v card yeah it's about pleasure and if that's what you're getting then cool but if it's not then it's a no yeah 100% um I went down a deep dive the other day about um what the hymen Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize that, um, so you do have a hymen when you are born, mm -hmm. but usually it's one of those things, almost like, okay, so you know with a tongue tie, your tongue is supposed to be lifting from the bottom of your mouth in utero. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, right? <laughs> you tongue tied. Yeah. Okay, so with the hymen, and I'm going to, I should have looked this up before, but it's kind of coming away and usually is kind of torn in the early years, 8, 9, 10 and is this, I don't know how to say the word, vestibular structure kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. But this idea got carried on around this virginity idea and, and needing to bleed. And that, that was actually usually more of a result of aggressive sex than it was about right. any sort of tearing of any sort of skin. Yeah. And I remember thinking this through when I was a kid, thinking like, how is it exactly that I'm putting a tampon inside myself? Yeah. But apparently I'm supposed to bleed the first time I have sex. Like, that didn't happen. No. Uh, anyway, that's a total sidebar. Totally. So when did you get your period? Um, I think I was same, like grade seven, and I was at a friend's house. I think I knew what it was, but I don't think I had had lengthy conversations with my mom about it. She's been listening to the podcast, and it's funny because she remembers things differently. And we've been talking about periods a lot lately because Everly will probably start bleeding at some point in the near future because she's having some signs. Um, and my mom was like, did I fail you? I was like, no, no, you didn't fail me. I think that I know way more about my cycle than most average people. Mm. And you gave me information with what you knew, but you didn't know anything. Yeah. You didn't have the internet I know, when I started right? bleeding. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You were busy in school. You weren't reading books about periods like you and I do. Like Exactly. <laughs> I remember my mom saying that about um, vaccinations. Like, how was I supposed to know or not know? I'm like, yeah. mom, literally, you would have had to have gone down to the library and gone on to PubMed yeah. 
And what yeah. would that even look like? If there's no internet, how do you get access to studies? Yeah. You'd have to read books and watch documentaries that were already published. Like, that would be a crazy undertaking. And, I mean, now you can find information to support whatever belief you have. Oh, totally. Whatever you want. It, the proof is there to support your choice. True. But, yeah, I was at a girlfriend's house, and I did the whole, like, wadded up toilet paper thing. Yeah. Till I got home. And then I don't remember a lot about my cycles before going on birth control. And then I was on birth control at 15. So I feel like I bled for, I don't know, a year and a half. I remember not having any sort of symptoms at all. So no, I was just like out of the blue. Yeah. Boom. And I never had PMS or not that I noticed. Um, I wonder if I had... I really had this mentality, you know, with three brothers and playing six sports a year that was like, anything you can do, I can do bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I had no problem going in the pool on my period. Yeah. I had no problem playing rugby. And I wonder if I'd have been a little bit more in tune with feminineness and not trying to be a tomboy and, you know, prove that I could do anything and everything. If I would have given myself a bit um, more permission around, you know, but I, I really don't think I felt a whole lot because I remember my, um, at the time, they're my sister-in-laws now, but they had excruciating periods. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say period, bleeding time. Um, and to the point where I remember them laying in bed crying. Oh. And I remember like going into one of their bedrooms and like laying on the bed with them, rubbing their back. And I just felt like such a fraud because I was like, I have actually no concept of what yeah. you're feeling right I now. I remember judging the people who would sit out of gym class yeah for cramps i'm like i don't have cramps why are they sitting out like it's totally fine but i mean everybody experiences it differently oh man totally and i would say now so my interest in it has um really stemmed from um an emotional place where i i think post kids i i've sort of noticed some trends more and i do wonder if i'd have paid attention more before kids what I would have noticed. So Mm -hmm. what I started noticing was that I would feel really tired, really drained, really grumpy, kind of depressed. And I would uh, at that point think there's something wrong with me. And then I would make an appointment with uh, Lindsay (laughs) or I would, um, you know, tell someone, a friend that like I was not doing well. And then you know, literally two weeks by the time I'd have that appointment with Lindsay or, you know, carry on with my life, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I don't really know what I was talking about. And I can feel that even right now. Yeah. So, like, for context, <laughs> like, I am day 13. Yeah. And Lara's day 27. 27.2. Yeah, she's been having four day 27s because she thinks her cycle is 28 days, but it's actually yeah. probably, like, 30. Having the longest luteal phases. No, the longest follicular phases ever. Is that right? Okay, so let's go back then. So, yeah. uh, you're... Let's start with day one to day five is your bleeding phase. Yes. And this is categorized as your follicular phase. Yes. So you're what, day one to kind of 10? So I'm 12? folliculating. No, you're you're in luteal. So I'm luteating right now. Yeah. Yes. I'm in follicular. Yes. Then from day, um, let's say, 12 to 16. Oh. You're in ovulation. Such a great time. So I'm in, I'm day 13 right now so you ovulate right in the middle so if your cycle is 28 days usually ovulate at day 14 yeah if your days if you're 30 it's day 15 i'm at the point now where i like deeply miss when i'm ovulating oh really <laughs> yeah. see i want to <laughs> ah. 
I don't like that we do this to each other, though, because then it's like we're constantly in because we're opposite. Yeah. So there was this beautiful time last year where Lara and I were uh, at the exact same all the time. Yeah. It was great for it was business. It was great for business. And then now we're opposite, which you would think would mean we could carry each other. And I think we can a bit. We can a bit. Yeah. But there's also some like jealousy that happens yes. where it's like, oh, why is she thriving and I'm not? Yeah. I did literally everything to get myself in the game today. Like yeah. showered, blow dried my hair, went for a run, had a green juice. Like, I'm doing well today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you're ovulating, it's not fair. You just, like, roll out of bed and you're like, I woke up like this. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. I woke up my kids this morning and they did not want to wake up. And I made Alexa Blair wake me up before you go-go <laughs> in their room. And I was, like, dancing in their room. And Everly loved it and Shay hated me. <laughs> I love that your younger one's the one with attitude. Jacob mm. was like that today. He was totally pretending he was still asleep face down. And the funny thing for him is he hates the threat of, I'll drive you, which I oh. loved when my mom offered that. Yeah, it was like, he's sweet. like, he wants to go on the bus. Yeah, he just does not want to do, I think, anything different than what anyone else is doing. Mm. So I'm like, okay, it's okay, bud, I'll drive you today. He was like, and, no. And uh, so he lays there and pretends to sleep for like two more minutes. And then all of a sudden we're all downstairs and he's like, whoop, at the kitchen table yeah. to eat breakfast. Shay hates being rushed. It's oh, like yeah. her number one. I don't know what Enneagram that is, but she's I need it to do that big time. She hates it so it was my fault for waking them up late today on here when jacob was like um mom do you think we could wake up five minutes yes i have more time yeah oh that's good that you're the only mature human yeah okay so after ovulation then you're in your luteal oh i just chipped a little chunk off your crystal (gasps) oh what does that mean it must mean you need it should i eat it probably i don't know it might cut your insides (laughs) (laughs) i'm just joking okay i'll hold it it's I don't think that piece. one's for fondling. Oh. Fondle something else. Oh, I see. <laughs> Do you okay. want the, the fondling I'll, one? I'll hold my coffee. <laughs> okay. I'm just so paranoid about making slurping sounds. <laughs> um, okay, so then luteal phase is the rest after you ovulate. So that's like day 16 to 28. Day 29. <laughs> it's long. It is long. Yeah. I wouldn't say, though, when we talk about like PMS... I wouldn't say you're, like, PMS from day 16 on. No, mine comes and goes, but honestly, like, day 22 is usually a pretty bad day for me. Is it? Saturday, I yelled at my family, and I was like, I am four days away from bleeding. Little did I know I was, like, six or seven days away from bleeding, and four minutes away from murdering all of you. (laughs) (laughs) It it was not very kind. (laughs) Oh, and do you use that language? You say, I am four days away from bleeding? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, Yeah. like intentionally bring it up yeah and say to the girls like I am PMSing right now that means that my period is coming soon and I'm a little bit shorter I have less patience yeah and I'll warn them yeah yeah and they're fine so I wanted to ask you like how do you feel in each area of your cycle and what do you do to take care of yourself in each one um okay so let's start with menstruating I Usually we'll make sure, try to make sure if I can, that day one is not like a super busy work day. Um, and I can, I will sit and look ahead at my schedule and see like if I'm going to start the bleeding time on a Monday. Like let's make sure that I don't work from 9am to 9pm, which often on Mondays I do. Right. Um, and I've been also booking our cleaner to come usually around PMS day one, day two, day three in there in that week. So that's been helpful too, that I can take cleaning the house off of my plate 
Um, that's something Lindsay has taught us that the luteal phase is a receiving time. So I've been trying to like make sure that I'm receiving then ask for more. I sent Ryan to pick up the groceries last night. I sent him to go get Shay from gymnastics. Usually I would have went to the gym on Wednesdays when the gym's open and just sat in London. But I think I need to pay more attention to my cycle and know that's not a great day. Time to do that when I worked Monday night till 8.30, I worked Tuesday night till 8, and then I would have been out of the house until 9 last night. I knew I couldn't do it. Okay, sidebar. Um, How does it make you feel to be the manager all the time? Like, I I feel like both of us, we're, we're kind of deciding you know, when we get takeout, what, what, yeah. when the house gets cleaned, how it gets cleaned, um, groceries, what we're having for meals, what everyone's schedule is, mm-hmm. when the dentist is happening, when gymnastics is. I think that Ryan has always taken instruction well because he grew up in a house with a mom and two sisters. So he's pretty good at doing what he's asked to do. And I'm really good at asking him to do whatever I need him to do. So it works well for us he's also very clean so I don't have to tell him to clean he like you said about Brandon this week too like we are both lucky to be married to people who do 50% of the housework and it's not a big deal right um so it's not I don't find it to be a huge issue as long as he's not making his own plans (laughs) right right but when he throws a wrench in it like oh, I have to go help this person with this thing all weekend. And I'm like, oh, no, I had everything managed in my head and I didn't set it out on a calendar so he could see that we have plans that, but I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I see your point. I think that the majority of, we're going to get in crap for saying women and men all the time, but I feel like the majority of moms are the CEO of their household. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what it would be like to have it the other way around. That's true. I feel like there would be problems with that too, right? Because it, it yeah. doesn't feel good to have a man telling you. I think if I what had, like, I think about Jenna Kutcher and her husband is a stay at home dad. Mm-hmm. I think he probably is the CEO of their household. But my job is also so all over the damn place. Like, Ryan doesn't know when I work and when I don't work. It's true. I just look at your life sometimes and I'm like, okay, you have a full-time massage practice, a full-time doula practice, and a full-time home life. You essentially are three women. I don't know how you do it all. I don't know either. Okay, cool. So um, (laughs) you are taking care of yourself and your bleeding time and by handing some things off, by going slower. Yeah. And then honestly, like day one, day two, I have a really heavy flow and just have to make sure I wear black pants because usually (laughs) I let my diva cup overflow, which is a good time. Try to not do handstands during that time. That's conscious choice. Yeah. Uh, And then like day three to day 16 is a great time. I'm fine with it. Diva, guys, if you have not tried a menstrual cup. Yeah. It is the life. Life changer. Life changer. Please try it. Also, if you've had a baby and you have a prolapse, Mm -hmm. you need a menstrual cup and keep playing around with them until you get the right one. Because honestly, with a prolapse, like tampons are out of the question. They They just just like pop right out. (laughs) And yeah, they're a bad time. You feel them all the time. Yes. Okay. So riddle me this. This is one of my problems when I was a teenager. Are you supposed to change your tampon after every time you pee? Are you supposed to, like, pee on the string and live with the urine smell? 
So neither. I mean, for myself, I would, one, I would either, I was totally, like, when people say they have no idea what their cervix feels like, I'm actually I don't know. I was going to talk to you about this today. I've never touched my cervix. Sorry, what? I know. Okay. We're not doing it today. Get familiar with your insides, people. I haven't went that far. It's really high. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) When people say, like, I'm worried that I'll lose my tampon, or people say this too whenever we say... Put a garlic um, put clove a, yeah. up there. Like we say this to people before. Yeah, anyway. Like it's an endless, endless, endless cavern. Yeah. It's not. And or somehow like that your cervix is this big gaping hole where you're mm-hmm. going to lose this garlic up into your spleen. Like yeah. up into your it's uterus. just like floating. No. Like it's a thumb with a tiny pinprick hole. <laughs> and there is nowhere for it to go. Okay, so anyway. I would just put the string up inside. Oh. Or I would hold the string to the side. Smart. Or sometimes I would just cut it off and make it really short. Yeah, that's super smart. That's what I did when I, I was think a teenager. When I was 14, my biggest fear was toxic shock syndrome. Right. And that it was going to go in there and I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I think once I remember putting in a tampon and already had one in there. I have a really good story that's really inappropriate that I'll tell you later because I don't think it's okay for the podcast. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, okay, so now you got to day, you said day three to 16 is really great. Yes. And then you're back into... And then I'm back into luteal darkness. Okay. So can I talk a little bit about yeah. what I do? Yes, okay. please. So um, twice... I think it was last year, I scheduled full prenatal days. Oh, I remember these prenatal days. Prenatal classes and it was on like day my one. day one. Yeah. I died. Yeah, like, it's I not was okay. Just, you're just trying to force that energy all day long. It's awful. So day one, I try and do something consciously cozy, whether it's a reminder by wearing something really comfortable, mm-hmm. try and like wrap myself in a blanket, do some extra reading, try and slow my pace. And I, in terms of the gym, because I do go to CrossFit a lot, a lot, and I, um, I just try and really slow the pace down there. I'll sometimes still go, but do you feel I'll strong. Have- when you're menstruating? Because no. I do. I've set some okay. PRs when I've been menstruating. Okay. So I would say yes if I'm like day three on, okay. but not day one, day two. I don't have good cardio output day one, day two. But okay. strength-wise, it's like... So I haven't been in tune enough to notice mm-hmm. that. Um, what I did wrong this cycle and it was killing me was I did a lot of back stuff. So there was oh, a lot oh, of like lower inflammation. back... Yeah, it was a bunch of, like, um, it was on repeat, so, like, something like deadlifts or a bunch of cleans, and then I I could feel all that on my day one, and it was just so achy mm-hmm. and, and gross. But, yeah, day one, uh, I just try and um, be more introverted and take some time for myself. I think where it's hard scheduling-wise is, like, what you're experiencing right now, where you think... Your bleeding days tomorrow, and then you're like, just kidding, 27.2, yeah. 27.4. Yeah, and I was exactly here a month ago. Yes. So and I started bleeding at 4 p.m. because we joked about me being pregnant all day. That's right. Yeah. Um, I feel like you and I are messing each other up. I know. But I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what so we're doing. So now we're not in sync with each other. We're not in sync with the moons. No. And you're coming on to my sort of like 31 day. Yeah. Which thing. I'm happy with a lengthened cycle because 27 days was short. Right. It's like, it's a lot. So I'm happy if I go to like a 29 or 30. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I thought we were going to, like, sink again because I thought eventually your 27s would catch up with my 31, but it hasn't happened. No, it hasn't. So the full moon, the new, yeah, full moon was last Thursday, and now neither of us are bleeding. So in theory, let's say you're not on birth control, you should typically, half of women usually line up with the full moon and half line up with the new moon. Yes. The dark moon. Yes. And so usually you ovulate closer to the full moon and menstruate closer to the new moon. Um, But Lindsay has taught me that apparently it's a caregiver thing if it's the opposite. Okay. So a lot of massage therapists, nurses, people who are like taking care of people constantly, which is also moms. So I don't really, I don't know. So then what about like back in the red tent days where, you know, half of the women would take care of the other half Mm -hmm. of the women that's Which, probably why we have opposite cycles. We've uh, been red tented. Okay, so. So that we can take care of each other. Imagine if I was bleeding when you were bleeding or PMSing when you were PS, PMSing. I think we just take. I think you need me. I think we take the day off. Yeah, probably we would take a week off. That's what I mean. Like we yeah. only get together every <laughs> Thursday, but we probably take that week. I can just feel myself go dark. Like I go so oh, silent yeah. when I'm, yeah, in that. <laughs> I think I need I think to be I'm, ovulating when you are there. Yeah. So yeah. when I am PMSing, I and I I wrote this on um, one of Lindsay's groups um, this time around. Um, like, how do I take care of myself better here? Because I'm I'm heavy. So progesterone is the hormone that is heaviest in the in the um, follic no luteal phase. Mm-hmm. And that should be this grounding, calm sort of feeling. And yet sometimes it gets like taken over by cortisol. And sometimes it also can feel really depressive. Mm-hmm. So emotionally, in the beginning, so bleeding and follicular, you're building and you should feel like you're starting to get excited about it's things. It's spring. It's spring. Yes. You're, you're planting seeds in the ground. There's little green things coming out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not like... It's not full bloom flowers yet. No. But you're just, yeah. And then obviously ovulation's like summer big party. You don't mm-hmm. need to sleep. You're drinking and having a great time. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a good time. And then you get into um, the fall mm-hmm. and it's that harvest time. And like you talked about receiving. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was feeling, re- but she also calls it like the truth telling mm-hmm. phase. Yeah. So things that you will tolerate. Yes in the spring and things that don't even bother you when you're ovulating. Cause you're like, yeah, whatever, that's fine. You do you, man. Like, I don't care. And, and oh, you know, people, she was using the example of socks. Yes. Um, people leaving socks around. You're like, oh, whatever. I yeah, guess I'll it bugs me. Up. I'll pick it up or mm-hmm. I'll just tell you to pick it up. And then in the, uh, you think that you're, you're, you're frustrated and you call it PMSE and that you're lack, you have lack of patience. But you could also reframe that and say, but also maybe I'm just an, analyzing the things that are actually not okay. Yeah. So in this household, it is not okay is that we share a house and that everyone else leaves their crap around yes. and that it's on me to clean it up. Yes. That's actually not okay. Yes. But everyone thinks I'm grumpy yeah. because I now no longer will pick it all up. Remember how when COVID started, we talked a lot about how a pandemic kind of puts a magnifying glass on every single problem. It's like we've been in a bleeding phase in our world for a year. like it's a magnifying glass constantly and i think that's why ovulation feels so good right now 
because it's like, oh, I feel a little bit positive. Mm-hmm. But then the darkness, I feel like, is darker. That's true. Yeah. It has been a very weird dark year. Yeah. But spring is coming. It is. So this time around, I'm going to... So when I, yeah, I get into my um, luteal phase, I'm going to try doing more castor oil packs, mm-hmm. which are supposed to be really good for inflammation and in your liver. I want you that. to story that. Okay. I've never done one. So I'm going to try doing that three times. I've already put it in my calendar for Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I've already, for the, so I have, I'm doing prenatal classes three weekends out of March. Mm-hmm. And the weekend I took off is my bleeding weekend. Oh, smart. Weekend. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, bad timing. It's Brandon's birthday that week. So I'm trying to fit in where it'll feel good to celebrate him. Mm-hmm. But it, this is such a different way. Like, if I could hear myself talking right now when I was a teenager, I'd be like, who are you? <laughs> And especially in university. Like, I was just so all about toughing it out. Yeah. Literally, my mantra for life was anything you can do, I can do bleeding. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Which you you can. I know. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes, right? Yeah. Like, even with my first pregnancy, I didn't think that. It was like, oh, well, I have human growth hormones, so I must do all the lifting and all the pull-ups right. oh because gosh. I can get stronger. It's next level. And the studies I would reference were like, there are marine women who do breath holding under the water mm-hmm. while pregnant and their babies don't suffer. Right. So that means I can too. Yeah. No, I <laughs> Does it make you feel good? Is it optimal? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. about that all the time with marathon runners. Like, you, you can run if you want to, mm-hmm. but you also don't have to. No. But yeah, this idea of like not being hard on yourself and being gentle and kind with yourself... Used to make me want to barf. <laughs> You're getting better. Yeah. Yeah. It's a practice, though. It is. Um, I do see a huge connection with taking care of myself the rest of my cycle, which it's easy to not when yes. you're ovulating yes. to just like fill your calendar and be busy and sit on my computer for 12 hours a day and create and also like drink. I do notice a huge connection between diet and alcohol consumption and how I feel during PMS. So I've been running almost every day for the last three weeks. And I would say my PMS, if on, like on a scale of one to 10, if usually I feel like it's like 10 terrible, I'm usually like a seven or an eight. It's more like a three or a four nice. from running every day. Huh. Yeah. And That's not awesome. drinking. Yeah. Okay. So for me with CrossFit, sometimes... Um, I feel like I should take a day off and do a run or a walk or a mm-hmm. yoga. And um, so last year, my, my New Year's resolution was to do yoga 12 times for the year. I, <laughs> What's a month? <laughs> it's actually the hardest goal because there's no sort of day that you do no. it. So it doesn't work. Like things need to be daily or weekly. You need to go try booty yoga. You would love it. Maybe I should do yoga in line with my cycle. Then yeah. I would do it. I'd be like, go to yoga on day three or yeah. two yeah. or 28. I don't know. When do you do yoga? You do yoga, do all, the yoga time. all the time. I was doing good in the pandemic when we were doing um, rom-con. Or what is rom-con? It <laughs> <laughs> Romantic, Romantic comedies. comedies. <laughs> Rom-wad. Yes, that. Range of motion. Workout work of the day. day. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, could we really call that yoga? No, Didn't... mostly we just drank coffee and talked with our coach on Zoom. <laughs> While we, like, held a pigeon post. Yes, yes. So that's, does that, that's not, that's, that's really stretching. A measure of success of yoga to me is can I drink a coffee while I'm doing it? <laughs> that's what yoga was at the beginning of the pandemic. But so, I, like, hot yoga is life for right. me. Right. Like, 
like I did hit the the twelve if we count those. Yeah, the rom coms. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> so you you met your goal. You did your New Year's resolution. Oh man. Okay, but since that, I haven't. Like, when do we finish doing that? I haven't done an online workout for months. No. I've been doing my aloe moves yoga every once in a while, but I've been going to yoga. To yoga. Since they opened. I need to do that. So my friend who we had on the podcast, Sherry, owns a CrossFit gym and a hot yoga gym. Yeah. But um, the studio hasn't been opened yet because it's small upstairs. It's way bigger than the place I go to. She can open that studio. It's fine. Yeah. So I don't know when. I don't know why. Yeah. I'll try and go to that once a week-ish. Even, like, go for once every two weeks. Start with once every two weeks, and then you'll want to go. The problem with my yoga studio I go to, you can't get in. So usually they put 24 people in a... The room is maybe triple the size of this room. 24 people. Where is it? packed in Ingersoll. Oh. Um, It's amazing. They can only have nine in there. So think about 24 people that used to go to that same time slot that are all trying to get that same time slot... You have to be, so they list the classes two weeks in advance. You have to be online at 8.30 to book the class two weeks from then. Wow. To even get in. So Chris and Sarah and I tried to book in last Wednesday night for two weeks ahead, Wednesday at 8.30. I got in. They didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what happens if you don't show up, you pay for your... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a huge waiting list and people will back out, but people never back out of the evening classes. Like what comes up a Wednesday night at 8.30? Nothing. So I got in. So I get to go to yoga next Wednesday, which is great. There was a massive waiting list for yoga at West London. On was Sunday. there? So there was nine people could go and there was a waiting list of six. Holy. And then apparently there was only like six or seven people in the class. Oh yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, See, the not. thing is with, so I don't know if they charge you if you have an unlimited membership and that's the problem with CrossFit is that everybody has an unlimited membership. I know they're supposed to charge you. Are they? Yeah. So how? Like they just bill you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what they should do. Because I have a 10-class pass for yoga. So if I don't show up, it counts as one right. of my classes. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Back to cycles. Okay, so... Um, Let's talk about birth control. Are we done going through all how we take care of ourselves? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. Is there anything else you do to do you, take care of yourself? Well, I want I want to learn from you. Like, I want to know... Um, I'm afraid, honestly, of my next cycle because the last one was so bad. And I think sometimes I can feel very alone, very depressed in that PMS phase. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when I'm, I I question everything and I want to get, I toss everything. So I'm like, nothing is working. I feel like you need to plan like a two hour walk with me day 24 always. I think I would honestly... Um, have the hardest time keeping it in the calendar because I would be like, I'm draining you and taking and yeah, no. <sighs> That's not taking care of myself. That's asking you to take care of me, which is fine. You're receiving. Yeah, that's the point. Okay. I would rather go for a two-hour walk with you than hear from you four days later that you wanted to quit life. Yeah. <laughs> And our business and say goodbye and <laughs> that you thought I hated you and who oh, knows what stories our brains are telling us it's crazy I know oh it's so bad it, I think I just I've really resented this idea of like handing any power to to that and yet hand all your power know, in your cycle right? all of I it know. don't you feel like when you were younger it was like you hated when people would, like you said, when people would say they missed gym class because they had mm-hmm. cramps. 
similarly, I would feel like I can't believe you're blaming how you're acting right now on your cycle. It's like yeah. when people blame their neogram. It's like, yeah. no, grow up. Yeah, but <laughs> it's real. It is, I know. Okay, yes, let's talk about birth control. So what were our conversations with our young friends about birth control? Oh, so what brought this up was going on birth control because someone was going on Accutane. Yes. Yeah, which when you and I talked about it, about why they would put someone on birth control who's on Accutane, it's because Accutane can cause severe birth defects. Yes. So they don't want you to get pregnant. So the option is, well, women are so stupid. (laughs) And not everybody who bleeds is a woman. I understand that. People who bleed, who take Accutane, are so stupid that we better put them on birth control so they don't conceive a baby who will then have birth defects. Instead of just saying, please don't get pregnant while you're on Accutane because there's birth defects. We trust that you're a smart human mm-hmm. who can make decisions. But because it's not the norm that we even track our cycles, a doctor may not even know how to tell us to track our cycles. Yeah. And I'm, oh. The option is go on birth control, which then makes you depressed. A side effect of birth control is depression. Also, a side effect of Accutane is suicidal thoughts. Like, it's next level. So now they're giving you a double whammy. Yeah. I'm just going back down the path last night, or the post you put up about how a man could get, essentially, around 2,700 women pregnant a year if you were to have sex nine times a day for nine months whereas a woman can get pregnant once once every 10 months in nine yeah yeah so um yeah really the the weight of birth control is on the wrong human and there and then um a client of ours sent us a study that they are actually and i looked it up um they've they've done it in rats and mice um where they can it's a man it's a pill for men who have penises how do you say this I don't know. What is wrong with my gender language? I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Apologies. Okay, so people who... Okay. People who have sperm? Let's do that one. Sperm people. Sperm people <laughs> uh, can take this pill and it denatures the sperm for four to six weeks. Oh. Or sorry, daily. Yeah. And then if you're off it for four to six weeks, it returns to its regular cool. way. And it's funny. I'm checking myself as I read this and I'm like, oh, that's not okay to denature the sperm. I'm like, sorry, what? I'm, I don't want to denature sperm, but I'm okay with us not releasing an egg. Yeah. And then having <laughs> and a being fake period. Yes. And affecting your mental health. Here's what I'm struggling with. You will go on birth control every day of your life and you will affect your mental health so that a man can ejaculate inside sperm you. Person. Sperm person ejaculate so a sperm inside person you. can ejaculate inside <laughs> you. I, okay, so I did this. I, I'm, I should stop Me yelling. too. Okay, so I did this. Yes. And I mean, obviously you have this view of yourself that's like, I'm a free woman who can have sex all over the, all the time, anywhere, whenever yeah. I want. Yeah. And that feels really freeing. <sighs> However, I, and maybe, sure, if there's a point in your life where you're, you know, on a, you're a you're a unicorn and you're having the amazing sex all the time mm-hmm. and I'm saying like multiple times a day yeah then yes maybe this is the freedom you afford yourself and yeah. honestly if you want to be on the pill for any other number of reasons there are definitely people with endometriosis who yes. take birth control to manage symptoms yeah 
I get acne. you. I feel it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and I just, I just want people to be more informed. Yes. About why they take it. So let's just say, I don't know, let's put in 10 hours of reading before you decide mm-hmm. to take a, a medication a th- yeah. that is going to affect you on every systematic level of your body and your mental health. How different would this world look if we stopped putting 14 and 15 year olds on birth control out of the fear that they're going to have a teen pregnancy? Think about what that does to their mental health and how they feel about themselves. If it's making them even a little bit depressed, it's dimming their light a little bit. They're getting maybe less good marks than they could be because they're just not feeling themselves. They don't believe in themselves. They're choosing different careers then. Different career paths. Wow. Because they're not living optimally in themselves. I think of myself even. Like, I got by on C's and B's. I did not think I was smart until I got to college. And then I was like, oh, you're blowing this out of the water. Like, you actually can study and learn things. I I mean, I was the same, but not on birth control. So, I mean, I definitely was a C student and just thought I was pretty average. and had. A, but So I don't know if I can totally make that full connection. Mm-hmm. But I hear where you're coming from, um, you know, especially when you're in a point where your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed and you're so emotional and now you're being told that your emotions are too much. So we're yeah. Gonna... But is that common? So are a lot of 15-year-olds on birth control? Uh, all of my friends who have kids who are that age are having the conversation. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because nobody wants their daughter to get pregnant at 15, which I get. Yes. I get it. That's really scary, and it's not an easy life. But there are other things we can do. Like, we can track their cycles. We can teach them about their cycles. We can say, probably a condom is also a good idea because you don't know about diseases. That's true. Birth control is not protecting you from that. And sexually transmitted diseases can cause infertility. And nobody wants that either. But when you're thinking about keeping your daughter from getting pregnant, you're not thinking about her future fertility either. But all of my friends who have struggled with infertility have been like, well, I wish that I tried to get pregnant when I was 20. Sidebar. You're not going to like this sidebar. Um, circumcision. Oh, no. I know. Um, Can you put a disclaimer here? Uh, what do you want me to say? Like, no judgment. No judgment? Yeah. People are going to get mad. I know. Okay, go. Um, the One of the reasons that people cite circumcising is because of cleanliness and because of reduction in transmission in STIs, which can also be mitigated by cleanliness. Right. Yeah. So to me, that's kind of the same conversation, right? Yeah, for sure. It's not a good reason to circumcise. Yeah. And it... Yeah, anyway. I'm that's not fine. Sure that's that... a fact. Okay, that's, it is yeah. a fact. Yeah. It's not a great reason to choose circumcision. It's, it's not a great reason to make a sexual preference right. decision for your child's future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay, so yes, kids are on birth control at 15. Yeah. Bef- and it's way too early. Way too early. Um, okay, so let's talk about now you are 20 to to 30. You're let's go in, that, in yeah. that range. Yeah. You want to go college, 20 sure. to 22, yeah. 17 to 22? Yeah. I was kind of thinking even past that. So let's say you've okay. got through college and you've been on it mm-hmm. and you've been on it for a long time. And now you're thinking, I don't, 
Just because I'm, I'm thinking of someone specific in mind. Yes. So she does not want to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but she's maybe in the window of wanting to be pregnant in the next five. Two, two to five years. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking like pl- 25 plus. Okay. So not coming to our pregnancy prep class mm-hmm. because there's no thought of pregnancy, but is thinking about, um, oh, I've just never even thought about the fact that I've been on the pill from 15 to 25. Yeah. And uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. When I start talking about cervical fluid, she's yeah. looking at me like I'm talking about you know, vomit. Right. And I'm like, hi, this is your oh, body. Like, I love playing with my egg weighty discharge. <laughs> right? It's so squishy and stretchy and oh, fun. And I'm right? like, good for you, body. Good for you for making I those know. egg whites. Yeah. Just dumping out of you. Okay, so if you have no idea what we're talking about, the first book you're going to get yourself is Taking Charge of Your Fertility. This is an amazing book if you want to get pregnant or you don't want to get pregnant. Yes. It just teaches you about your cycles and about your cycle and what to look for. So when you're in your bleeding phase, that's super obvious. You have blood. Mm-hmm. Then after day five, you're kind of doing this transition of like brown to kind of an opaque white. Yes. Then you go okay, keep into talking. this. You have a client messaging us. You have a white that happens until you are into the stretchy egg whitey ovulating. So the reason that is so full and wet is because your body's like, yes, let's get pregnant. Let's make a baby. Mm-hmm. And that fluid is the best for uh, letting sperm travel through it. Then you go after that into a drier phase, yes. kind of a bit pasty and just you'll feel no wetness. Mm-hmm. And then from there back into bleeding. Another great book is called just called period. And I was reading it last night and something clicked for me that has never clicked before. It was like a good sign that your daughter's going to start bleeding is that they'll have discharge. So if you talk to them about discharge coming before menstruation, they're going to know, oh, there was like some yellowish crusty fluid in my underwear. And then you'll know their period is coming. Like, oh my gosh, mind blown. We could have known. I could have avoided the toilet paper at my friend's house. Like, yeah, so when I say cervical fluid, yeah. that's interchangeable with yes. discharge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there's also gross discharge that comes with. Yeah, so the clarification. Yes. Because um, I was asked this question at the gym. And they were like, oh, like the cottage cheesy white stuff? And I'm like, no. Mm, you don't want cottage cheese. That is yeah. a yeast infection. Yes. And, but, but if you've been on the pill for 10 years, mm-hmm. basically what you're seeing is a phantom bleed when you don't take the pill, yes. which is not a real no. bleed. No. That is just the absence of that hormone. Yeah. And when you stop taking it, you have a bleed, but you could go into your next pack. Yeah. There's no benefit yes, you to that bleed. It. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, then you, uh, sorry, what are we talking about? Okay. So you've only seen a hormonally, um, like, supplemented. Like, your body's just the same amount of... You're operating as if you're in a man body, mm-hmm, right? You're mm-hmm. on a 24-hour clock daily. There's yeah. no change in in emotion. There's no change in hormone. There's no change in cervical fluid. Then you go off it. Then you bleed. So if you see a change in your cervical fluid, it's likely an indication that you have something wrong. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So when you go off the pill, and I don't remember this... Um, like how long are you talking a couple cycles until you're into like, yes, I can see my cervical fluid. Yeah, I would say like three to 12. Really? Like I think for some people it takes a little bit longer. And then how 
like to rely up. So then this is the conversation we were having too is like, okay, so I, I hear you. I, I want to go off the pill. I don't want to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't want to use a condom all the time. Yeah. That's so okay. reliably, if you use it and I mean, full disclosure, uh, I mean, you've talked about on here before mm-hmm. that Ryan got snipped. Yes. Um, Brandon is not. Yeah. And we have successfully not made a baby in yeah. six years. We know lots of people in our life who we do. only pull out. Yes. And or use a condom during I ovulation. I apologize time. if you get pregnant from some sperm leakage. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not impossible, but it's about as reliable as a condom. That's right. So, and that's shocking, but that's in that book as well. Um, so what do you call it? Family planning? That's yeah. It, or maybe that's yeah. not what it's called now. It's the pull-out method, is it not? Well, is that a gross no, name like I don't go that far. <laughs> I, I would say during ovulation time. So day, um, I would play it safe. Yeah. Like I go probably day 11 to day 18. So that week, I would just make sure that mm-hmm. they use a condom. Yeah. Yeah. It's empowering. Yeah. It's empowering to know your cycle like that. And I hope that my girls are not embarrassed and are empowered. Mm-hmm. I said something really inappropriate to one of Evie's friends the other day. Uh, for some reason, we were talking about someone calling someone a douchebag mm. at school. And I was like, do you even know what that is? And her Evie's friend was like, no. And I was like, well, I mean, technically it would be a, a bag full of vaginal wash. Yeah. <laughs> wash her mom vagina. was like, what? And covered her ears. And I was like, what? Like, take the power away from words like that. Douchebag. It's not even a good insult. It's totally Douche canoe's way better. (laughs) (laughs) What is that, though? I don't even know. (laughs) A canoe of douches. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, we have a meeting now. Oh, we do? We've already been talking an hour? Yeah. Okay, I feel like we need a part two to this one day. This will be part two. We'll interview somebody who actually is an expert and talk more and get more in depth about Okay, but we hope we've piqued your interest and that you have yeah. so many more questions now about how to support yourself in your cycle, about birth control, and that it's not all that scary. Yeah, that's totally the goal, is we want people to be intrigued and interested and want to know more about And this. to feel your body go through the flow of like, oh, wow, I'm in spring. I'm in summer. I'm in fall. Oh, yeah. no, I'm in winter. I'm hibernating. Like, yeah. it's nice to take the full hibernation. It's also nice to feel your full power and energy yeah. in your ovulation. Give yourself permission for all of it. And cervical fluid's fun. It is fun. Touch it. Okay, bye, friends. <laughs> we would just love it if you would take the time to leave us a five-star rating, a review. If you'd subscribe to our show, you can screenshot it while you're listening to us and even share it on the gram. Remember, you are important too. Disclaimer, we are not medical professionals. Everything said here is our own opinion and not to be taken as medical advice. We do not take any responsibility from the outcomes of you taking our advice. Please seek medical advice from your trusted healthcare professionals.